Okay, are we recording? Because I got no message. This is like <laughs> me out. Okay, welcome we, to we are recording. <laughs> welcome to Beyond the Wait with Henny and Sandy, episode one eighty seven. Okay, can I tell you? There's a couple of things that are really like you know rotten my crotch. Oh, please tell me. We're, we're just gonna start with that. So you know because I haven't really bitched in a while about living here. So yesterday I have I have two things I can bitch about. I cannot find two things. Basket, okay, what are the two things? Basket coffee filters. Oh. Okay, they come and they go. It's like a run on them and then they're gone. Okay. Dock <laughs> so up. When I was in Canada, like I'll remember and I'm in the dollar store or something and I'll buy them. Now I did. Now there's Dollar City here, which is owned by Dollarama. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, rem- right. I remember when it first yeah. came, you were very excited about yeah, it. Yes, and I've only gone a couple of times, but it gives me, I f- honestly, it's, so- is that not ridiculous that I feel so at home when I'm like walking up and down the aisles? Because I'm like buying the same things because I use like the um, the makeup wedges from there. So it's in the, it's the same product, everything. Yeah. Anyway, so I went and I looked there after I'd been at the grocery store yesterday and they didn't have it. But then today I said to Phil this morning, I remember what aisle, I was in the wrong aisle. Anyway, but that's one thing. The second thing is, honey, I had to go to the dermatologist because I had something in my toe. And it didn't all the time, but I can't see it because it's between your toes. And it was between my baby toe and the toe beside it. And, you know, you can't. And I tried to take a photo and then enlarge it, but it was too grainy. It was like a whole thing. I know that exactly. And I'm trying to get Phil to look at it. But what does he know about nothing? He knows nothing about nothing when it comes to that. Gotcha. And so I was like, make me an appointment at the dermatologist. So I go with him because anyways, he's got this other issue. But I go and I said to him, I think I have a wart or something. And he goes, no, it won't be a wart. You don't get warts between your toes. Okay. All right. Thank you. And he said, it's probably, I said, oh, is it a corn? And he's like, probably. So he looks and sure enough, it's a corn. (gasps) No, I've, I've had many a corn. I have had many a corn. Not in a long time. Okay. Anyway, so he said, well, um, I, I'm going to, you, I'm going to you, you, give you a prescription for stuff. So here, you can't just go into a pharmacy and like wander around and, you know, get some compound W or, or a corn pad that's got a medicated disc on it. Like I'm very familiar with those. Mm-hmm. No, I have to, I have to go to like an actual chemist where they are going to like with their ingredients, like, oh. you know. So they're going to make us, they're going to make, make a potion. your own concoction. So, yep. So we had to go back. I had to go back like six hours later, get it picked up. It comes in like a nail polish thing. And then there's like tape. You need to wrap this tape. But he said, then you need like a pad. I said, okay, like a corn pad. We went to five pharmacies. No, we don't have any. We're out. Is there a run on corns in the country? I was going to say, does does everyone in Lima currently have corns on their feet? It, I said, Phil, you know what? It would not surprise me because women wear super high-heeled shoes here and really, like, tight, like they're narrow. And that's how you oh, get yeah. a corn, right? Yeah. It's because of being squished and not having the room. Yeah, and constant pressure right so anyway so he said well this and then he said you need to get these pads so I said well okay do I have to wear them every day he said yeah I go like forever 
He's like, well, yeah, because it'll just keep coming back. He said, well, there are more permanent things. He said, well, I said, no, like when you take a bunion off and you like, like saw the <laughs> bone, he said, yes, I go, I think it's a little extreme for this little thing that I have. It's not even that big, honey. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah. I was just trying to be like proactive before right. it really be an issue. Right. Right. Anyway. So finally, Bill has, to, I said, well, the dermatologist told me it was like a corn pad. So Phil messages him and he tells him of this other place. So now you've got to go to like the, the place that sells like all the, you know, supplies, medical supplies, like, you know, scooters and wheelchairs and braces and all this shenanigans. So we feel showing me online, but it doesn't, it's not, it isn't, I want the ones with the whole, like, you know, with the cushion, with that you go around it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. I basically said, why didn't we just go to the hardware store and get like the furniture, felt furniture pad, because that's what this is. Was <laughs> just, you know? Oh, no. <sighs> so that, those are the two things that were kind of rotting my crotch. This That's this week's crotch rot. Uh, that is, uh, that's something. That's something. But, but on the, on the plus side, so I, um... I, I, here's what I hate, you know, you know, when you're doing a workout, cause I, I, yeah. you know, I've been about four weeks ago, I've added a workout with Diego yes. and so it's just me and it's in the afternoon. So you know what it's like to, you know, be active in the afternoon when I'm like looking at the clock thinking, oh, and I got to be out there and whatever. But anyways, I go today at two, but the last three weeks have been, you know, I, I know what he's going to have me do. But he had me bring heavier hand weights now. He said, no, three kilograms, not enough. You need the five kilogram ones. Okay, okay well, that's already, it's already enough. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but I, I'm thinking, oh, I know what I'm going to do. And so we get to the end and he's like, okay, well, run. So I have to do this little run around. And so like, I run and I come, I thought, I actually thought, wow, that was fast. So I run and I come back. And then he's like, okay, now do bear. So I have to do, do you know what bear is? Yes. Okay. Sometimes he like... Phil, he puts weights on Phil's back. Some Sometimes he, like, puts all his body, like, pushes down. And as you're trying to resist, yeah. And it's a minute. I got to hold that for a minute. I just ran. And then he's like, down. Now you have to do bear. And I'm like, what? Isn't it? I thought I was done. Yeah, and like, so then I <laughs> aren't I finished? Wasn't, wasn't the little run my little cool down? <laughs> it is. And then some stretch. And that's it. I'm done. I'm toasted. And. Oh my God! Not toasted, dusted. Ch anyway, changing it up, changing it up, and then he says, "Okay, well, run again." I said, "Again?" He's like, "Yeah, you're doing two of everything." So now you're running the second time, knowing when you get back, you have to do that bear. <laughs> I come back and I said, "Do I need to do?" And he says, "Also, right, bear," in in Spanish. Anyway, oh. oh my goodness! I said, "Oh man!" I I was always running the second time. I'm like. God, don't you hate when you like you think you know and then they change it up on you? Yes. Just change it up. Yes. It's never it's never a good idea to assume anything. No. So then I came back and I was like, oh, I'm kind of I'm peckish. So I thought I'm gonna have some like skewer yogurt and I'm gonna cut an apple in there and I put a little hemp hearts, I put a little dried coconut, and then I put some cinnamon in and I mix that all up. Penny, that was so delish. I had a cup of like fruit, like it, 
it's like it wasn't in a can but it was like the canned fruit cocktail in water but it was in like a plastic container that I must have at some point I'm sure in the last six months to a year my mom probably sent me home with a bag Mm. full of random groceries from her from her fridge as she's want to do Mm -hmm. and so I'm sure that's where it came from because I know I never bought it but it was but it was in the fridge and I was just my fridge I got to a point where my fridge was like almost bare and so I was like this (laughs) is perfect I'm gonna empty everything out that you know that doesn't need to be I'm gonna clean the whole thing out because there's hardly anything anyway and then I came across this container of fruit and I thought well might as well just use it like it's been sitting in the fridge who knows how long yep and so I made up two little breakfasts in little containers with some uh non-fat Greek plain yogurt and then I put half of the the mixed fruit on one and half on the other and then I threw a little handful of almonds on top Uh. and so the last two days I had this little like Uh. almond yogurt concoction for breakfast Uh delicious it's it like it's amazing how something so simple can yeah. really be so tasty I think yeah. some of it is maybe like because it's novel yeah you know like it's something different even if you have something every morning that you really really love when mm-hmm. you change it up and you have something a little bit different you're like oh but I really love this too yeah. Did it have like the little maraschino cherries in it yes. too? Yes. <laughs> oh, it had peaches, yeah, pears, pineapple, oh. and those little cherries. Oh, those are the best. <laughs> the, the, and there's only a few of them, you know? Exactly. The best. The best. Oh, God. I can remember as a kid when my mom would always buy fruit cocktail in the tin. And then there was never enough cherries in there. And I always yeah. wanted to scoop them out. Same. If, Same. I'm, dish, if I'm dishing it out. I'm getting a pick. I get the cherry. I'm cherry picking it. You, <laughs> you know it. You know it. You know it. Oh, okay. Goodness. I have two little updates. Okay. Okay. Hit me. Update number one. Last week, we were talking about things that we're fearful of. Yeah. And so this week, I posted, or so, no, no. So last week we were talking about that. And so I posted on Instagram, like, are you afraid of these things too? And like, what is something that you're afraid of? And there were two answers that came up that we hadn't talked about that I thought were both good answers. Okay. And one, now that I remember the one, the one was spiders. Yes. A lot of people are spi- are afraid of spiders. Where do you come down on spiders? Me, I, me, I, I'm. It depends on the size of the spider. Like a little spider, no. If it's in a big web, you know, sometimes you, you see them like if you're like in walking in a forest or something, and then it's like really complicated web, and then there's like quite a big one in the middle. That does that creeps me out a little bit. But little spiders don't really. Daddy long legs, they bug me. I don't like them. They're creepy. Okay. Okay. They're creepy. They've got yeah. that, that body with those great big legs on them. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah spiders yeah. in general don't really bother me. Yeah. A centipede is more concerning to me. That's because they're they're so fast. I know that's it. That's what it is. Whereas a spider, like you can see them moving around. Oh, they don't really you know bother what, me. Know what we spiders didn't talk don't really about? bother me. We didn't talk about silverfish. 
I don't know what silverfish are. Yes, you do. They come up out of the drain. And they're silver. And they're usually like, yes, they, they're like a centipede, only they're smaller. You know what I'm I, talking about? I would have just called those centipedes, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's I a silverfish, like I think they're no, called. I don't like those. No, I don't like them either. <laughs> the other thing that someone mentioned that we hadn't talked about was horror movies. Yeah. So I can, I, I mean, I've outgrown it, but I remember as a kid, like I would open my bedroom door. Like I was afraid something was under my bed. So mm. I would literally get to a point and then I would jump. Onto my bed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Up into, I, I was that. a, t- like I, this happened after I was like a, a 12 years old. Cause that's when we, I, I know the bed bedroom and we moved right. and I was like just right. before my 12th birthday and yeah I don't do that anymore but okay um but I don't like horror movies at all I don't like I don't like action movies with a lot of shooting and gore I don't like I don't like the sounds of stuff like I I'm one of the not even just close my eyes but I have to close my ears and sometimes like hum in my head I can't okay. handle it okay okay see and as a like as a young person and a teenager I I grew up with a lot of like the screams and the final destinations and the I know what you did last summers like those oh. kinds of movies and yeah. so in my growing up years like I loved that stuff like those were the kinds of like those are the kinds of movies we went like I would go to with my friends now as an adult I'm not really interested in that stuff like I don't need something that's going to make me jump no thanks yeah I mean it's not that I can't, ha- like, I'm not going to have nightmares. I'm not yeah. really prone to nightmares, but it, I'm not going to pick it. Like, I, I don't find it fun. Yeah. I don't, have ni- I don't have nightmares either, but I, yeah, it's not, definitely not yeah. something. So, so I just thought, I saw that earlier, and so I thought, ooh, good. I should, should mention those things. Okay, here's my other update. I have okay. to issue a retraction. Oh, so I think it was three weeks ago on the episode. I'm pretty sure it was three weeks ago that I was talking. I was talking about this book. Yeah. I was talking about this book mm-hmm. called Four Thousand Weeks, and it was like the time management book. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I told the story on the podcast before I told you about the book. I was I was saying that it was a book that kept popping up on my on my Libby app. Okay. And, but I never requested it. And so oh. I but then like it like it it was on the shelf. So it popped up and then it disappeared and then it popped up and then it disappeared and then it popped up and then it was on the library shelf like in the app, which means you've accepted the book that you're ready to read yeah. it. Um, but then it wasn't getting read. And so I was like, like Tim accepted this, like requested this book, accepted the book, isn't reading the book. Not really sure why the 21 days went by. He never read the book. It was automatically returned like so strange. And, and then later, much late months later, I requested the book because I heard about it on a podcast. I requested the book and then it came up and I was like, oh, wow, it's this book. Like it's, and so I remember that I was telling this whole story on the podcast. Well, I got a message from Tim that was like, "Um, (laughs) I never requested that book. (laughs) 
And so we had this whole back and forth conversation a few days ago. And like, and it was very funny because neither one of us believes that we requested the book. And and so, but we both know exactly what book it was because the cover of the book has four bananas on it. And yes. like, they're all at different stages of ripeness. Yeah. I don't really know why that's the cover of the book. It has nothing to do with the the premise of the book. It has nothing to yeah. do with the message of the book. I'm not really sure why that's the cover, but like, so, but Tim's saying, like, he's like, I didn't appreciate that you called me out for, like, taking this book and not reading it when I never requested the book. He's like, and but he kept calling it the banana book. Like, and he was like, he was like, I thought it was so strange. Like, why is Henny reading this banana book? Like, it's so weird. <laughs> and so I said, okay, but I never requested it either. It was, it sat on the shelf. And so what we've determined is probably Probably what happened was I requested the book because I yep. must have heard about it somewhere. Yeah. But then when it came up that it was ready to be borrowed, I didn't recognize it. And it looked like a book that Tim would pick because it was about <laughs> like being a fan and like and oh, time okay. management. So yeah. it looked like a like the title was a title that I'm like, this is probably Tim's book. And then it appeared on a shelf. But I didn't put it on the shelf. He put it on the shelf because he was tired of it. Kept like keep like <laughs> like he was tired of the notification continuing to come. Yeah. So he just accepted it. But because he accepted it, I thought it was his book and I wasn't touching it. So we've we've sort of figured it all out. We've decided what happened. Okay. And so I told him that I would issue a public retraction. <laughs> That he did not request the book and not read it. Okay. <laughs> it was, in fact, me who requested uh, the book and just forgot. Okay. So, there you okay. go. Thank, My thank you for... <laughs> I'm Well, I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for setting the record straight, Eddie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. I don't, I don't ever want to be accused of being dishonest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Saturday at the workshop. Yeah. Uh, when I tuned in, there was already a discussion going on, and Mila wanted to know how. Like, I think she wants us to talk about and figure out it was re and get research to figure out why is it mm -hmm. that we look back on photos of ourselves. Mm. And at, like now and think how great we looked, but mm. we didn't think that in the moment. Mm. And so I like when she said that, I was like, huh, I don't know. I'll have to like, I have to like, I think I said I'd research it, but I, I did. I, you know, where I researched it in, in my head. nog, in my noggin. That's okay. what I did. So I've been noodling about it. Okay. And I think I, to me, I think that maybe it's because we're always searching for something more. And so it's, just, and we've talked about this before, was that we're just never happy with what is happening at any given time, that we're always rushing for something, like we, we keep 
even if the goalpost is here, we continue to push it out. Mm -hmm. In retrospect, when time has passed, situation has changed, mm -hmm. we look back and then are like, I would love to look like this. Mm -hmm. And why was I not happy then? Mm -hmm. That's that's what I was thinking. What, mm -hmm. what, what do you think? I think... I think it's an interesting situation. It's an interesting scenario. It's also, oddly enough, not a scenario that I have experienced. Um, and I say oddly enough because I think in the world of weight and weight loss, I've experienced almost every scenario. <laughs> yeah. But but I have, I, I would say that I have... But but maybe maybe there's a reason why I have never had a scenario where I was unhappy with how I looked in the moment. And then later looking back at photos, I thought, wow, I, I would love to look like that again. I looked so great and I didn't feel great in the moment. I think maybe that's a product of me not having very many experiences in my life where I, where I even can look back at a photo and say, oh, wow, I looked great. Mm -hmm. Like, um, what I do have is the opposite, where I look back at photos and, and think, oh, my goodness, like, I knew that I was very overweight, but I didn't realize that I was that size. Yeah. That's, that's the experience that I have when I look at photos. So like, I'll look at photos from my childhood, from my teenage years, from my twenties, um, from even from, there are a few pictures of me in my early thirties, but even some pictures from my early thirties. And I think I, I knew that I was big and I don't think I realized that I was that big. And right. I look back at those photos and I, and, and I, and I find those photos shocking almost. Yeah. But when I look at photos of myself in the moments when I was thinner Mm -hmm. That I look back and I think, wow, like I was thin or like, wow, I looked great. Like I felt great <laughs> in those yeah. moments, you know, like I, I, yep. I did, I, I didn't. So, so that's an interesting thing that like, that is very particular to me and my experience. But I think what Mila was talking about and what you were talking about, I think that is the, maybe the more common experience for people to have felt like they didn't have felt in the moment, like they just didn't look great and didn't feel great. And then when they look back later, mm -hmm. they think, wow, what was I thinking? Like, I think that experience is quite common. And what you're suggesting about the fact that we're always moving the goalposts, I think you are spot on with that. Yeah. I think you are absolutely right. I think we are constantly expecting more of ourselves and wanting more. Like even, mm -hmm. even in so many different, in so many different areas, like I know that 
one of the things that um, Dr. Lori Santos talked about in her happiness course and, and, and in some of the talks that she's given, she talks about this fallacy, right? Like this idea that, that if we only had more, we would be happier. And so right. we always expect, well, I'm, I have this much of whatever it is. I have this much yeah. money. I have this, this many, um, children. I have this many, you know, um, um, things that I own, whatever it might be. Like I have this many of something and I'm this happy, but if I yeah. had more, I would be more happy. And if I had more, I would be more happy, but actually that's not the case. Like there is a sweet spot. Yes. That you yeah. do need, especially when you're talking about finances, you do need a certain amount in order yes. to experience kind of a base level of happiness. But, but then when you get to a certain point, the, the amount of happiness increase is yes. stops, right? right? But we think, or the way our brain thinks is that we continually need more and more and more and more. And so that's yeah. interesting. I also was recently watching a couple of weeks ago, I was doing a little bit of research for, uh, for the WW workshop. And I came across an article that I was reading and then it had a link to a TED Talk video. And so I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I listened to the TED Talk video and I decided that I didn't actually like all that was being, uh, all, all that was being, you know, shared. But there was something in that TED Talk video where he was talking about even the, con like, I think he was talking about the concept of um, like eating and, and leading into binge eating. And, and he was talking about this cycle that he's like, if you, if your base level of like, here's like, so level one, like, or like base level, this, this is the stuff you typically eat. Here's mm -hmm. how you are. And this is how you typically eat. And then you introduce uh, some, something sweet, something salty, something fatty, something junky, whatever. And all of a sudden there's, there's a spike of, this is delicious. This is amazing. I love this. I, I feel so much better having this delicious junk food. Right. Um, but then he said, in order to keep that like feeling of, I love this. This makes me feel good. This is happy. This is delicious. He's like, mm -hmm. you need to have more. And he's like, and then you need to have more and you need to have mm -hmm. more. And so he said, and so what happens is he's like, that leads to a pattern of eating. And then mm -hmm. it leads to a pattern of overeating and it can lead to a pattern of binge eating. And I see that in myself anecdotally and mm -hmm. my own eating habits and, and, and disorder that, mm -hmm. that, that you're constantly looking for more, you're looking for sweeter, you're looking for more of it. You're like, because yeah. in order to get that, that hit, mm -hmm. you know, you need more and more and more. And, and so then he continued to talk about whatever it was and, and saying, you know, like, um, that if you stopped having all of that, then, you know, of course, your however you were, you know, however you were feeling would definitely 
drop. But he said, then if you just introduce like the, the baseline, normal, good foods again, like those would, those would bring you back up out of the depths. Like those would make you feel really great again, you know? So, so that was sort of like where like, he was, he was a proponent of clean eating, obviously, you know, but he also, you know, had these ideas about, you know, fasting and, and, you know, come, you know, juice cleanses and he sort of went off the deep end in, in other things that he was yeah. talking about but but this idea of you know, constantly looking for more and reaching for more and needing more to achieve whatever it is that you're looking for whether it's a, a sweet hit or a level of happiness or in this case um a body size or a, or a, or an appearance Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I do think there's something to be said about that. Well, I mean, as you were, it's 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 an addictive um, trait, right? Like it's an yeah. addictive issue because the same thing happens to people who um, abuse alcohol, people who abuse uh, drugs. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing. We th- we think it's different, like we treat it differently. Society treats it differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it is the it's the same necessity it's 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 like shopaholics people you know are obsessively buying the the next best thing people i mean you see it with people with uh something like a uh you know an iphone nothing wrong with the one they have but they have to get the next one that's out they have to they have to they have to regardless of the the cost associated with it and the cost meaning not just dollar wise but uh, the impact that it has maybe on other aspects of their life. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. and even like, even going broader than that, the environmental impact that it For has, sure. you know, because it becomes a very wasteful. Yes. Uh, yeah. Behavior as well. Right. For sure. Which, which is, there's a, you know, a whole sort of movement about cheap clothing, like H and M forever 21 uh you know that type of clothing where it's we buy it we use it for a short period of time we replace it you know instead of buying there was a a, there was a time in society where you didn't do that you bought something or you had a piece of clothing that was probably made and then it lasted until you know it was it was repurposed to something else yes you know Yes. And and now we're just like, nah, yeah. I mean, myself included. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, do you think what you were saying, though, um, when you look at photos of yourself at, you know, um, when you're, you're, were in a bigger body, do you also look at those photos and think that you thought that you looked great at that time or good Mm, no (laughs) I mean sometimes sometimes like so okay so so like I sometimes I'll look at pictures and I'll think like oh I really thought that I looked really good but the thing is I can I look at those pictures and I do recognize that that I was put together well, like, or, or the clothing I was wearing was, it did fit. It was flattering. It was like, you know, so, but I, uh, so, so I do, I do have a sense that 
if it was a, a picture that I remember that I think, oh, I, I really was happy with how I, like, I was happy with how I presented myself. Yeah. Which I think is different from saying I was happy with how I looked. No, for sure. And the other thing that I think that sometimes throws, can throw us off is that we have to also take away the, you know, if, if a photo is 10 years old, fashions have changed, hairstyles have changed, our, our skin is aged, you know, like yeah. everything has, there's been a, a change. Yeah. And so that can sometimes, I know for myself, I'll look and I'm like, oh, what the hell was I wearing? Right. But I was wearing something that was fashionable at that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, that doesn't bother me. Like I, I'm, I'm prepared. I mean, I, I, that, that's, that's fine with me. Yeah, I think, yeah. no, I think I just, I never, yeah, I, I think I'm just always, I am forever flabbergasted when I see photos. But I find also, like, to look at photos, even to look at photos of myself now, like, I'll see myself in a photo and think, whoa, like, I'm thinner in the photo than I think I am. Like, and yeah. I think I've said this on the podcast, too. Like, I, in the mirror, I always kind of look the same to myself, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, it, for sure there's a bit of a change but i but i always kind of look the same but then when i see pictures mm-hmm. i can see like yeah all the all the variations of myself yeah. you know like yeah. um and so there is definitely there is a, a weird a weird disconnect with how i see myself day to day and then mm-hmm. like what what my body actually is for sure for sure Mm -hmm. but uh but it's it's getting better it's getting better i'm i'm less shocked when i see photos of myself Mm -hmm. now than i used to be but definitely yeah yeah, definitely it's it's different yeah i also was thinking that there are different um I think there's different lenses that we look at ourselves through to think, you know, I was, for instance, you know, there are, you know, a lot of people who didn't find any difficulty with um, maintaining a healthy weight for long periods in their life. And then something happens, Mm -hmm. whether it could be health wise, whether it is, uh, you know, a stress or, or just circumstances, whatever. And then, then there's some weight gain. And sometimes it can be significant weight gain, just depends on what the scenario is. Mm-hmm. But then there's the longing for looking back at, at the way that they were for a long period of time. I Absolutely. don't, I, I mean, it's not, there's nothing good to come from someone looking at a photo of themselves, say in their, you know, twenties, and now you're in your fifties and you're like, I wish that I looked that way. But, but I do understand when you're like, you may look back and say, geez, I, I look, I, I looked really good there, but I didn't feel good. Mm. Right. Yeah. So there's no sense in comparing yourself to a 30 year younger version of yourself because For sure. every- Everything changed, not just the shell, like the, the vessel that you're carrying everything in, but yeah. you know, you you've grown in many different ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there is no comparison, but, um, I also think that if you look when there's been a, 
significant weight gain over a short period of time. And so you can look at yourself. I mean, I can look at myself a year ago or a year and a half ago and then be like, you know, like all like so much change, like so many things happened and it seems like a really short period of time, but it, but it actually has been a long period of time. Mm. And, and then there is, there is a struggle with wanting to get back and like, why can't I, it it wasn't Mm. that long ago. Right. Yeah. It feels different when you're like, okay, but it was last year. It wasn't like 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But also trying to balance the inner dialogue with, okay, but there's things that are happening, like being the reality check of the situation, like Mm. being honest with yourself about the things you are doing or not doing, the ability to start being flexible with things and trying something different, you know, and then even going back to something that you did before, but maybe it looks just a little bit different just to, to figure out, you know, what will work for you at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but that, but it's frustrating and it, it is, you do, you can get caught up in like, almost like the, the longing for something that was and wanting it again, but not probably ever being out. You can never totally achieve it. You have mm-hmm. to get to a different place of acceptance. I mean, I, like I, and I've said this, you know, recently is like, even though like I can see things have totally shifted, like my body weight hasn't shifted a whole bunch, but the way where the bot where the weight is has a hundred percent. Like I actually thought I got through the whole menopause, like middle belly part. It, I didn't, I, I mean, I, I was too cocky apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And so I can see myself in the mirror and just be like, Oh my God, why? But I also don't hate myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like all of us. Some days you wake up and you just feel like I need my fat jeans today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or my pants, yeah. the ones yeah. that are just a little looser today because yeah. I'm bloated, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. And some days you're like, hand me those skinny jeans. No, I feel yeah. like a million bucks. Like, look how flat my stomach is when I'm laying in bed. It's flat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. It's the only time I can feel my hip bones. <laughs> no, no. It's like. Just like getting right in, touching myself all over. <laughs> don't, don't mind me. <laughs> or laying on your side and then you can feel it like hip, but everything's just dragged and it's on the bed. Everything <laughs> is just hanging out in front. Everything. <laughs> it's, but, it's, but if I just look uh, like this, I don't see a, it. That's not a good look for me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Can I tell you something? Just thinking about like ages and stuff today. I kid you not, this happened today. Um, I go, I walk into my second period class. It's a seven, eight split class. And their teacher was like still like finishing up, like desperately trying to finish up their math lesson before I got there for French. And, and so I go, I walk in and she's like, oh my goodness, we're almost done. And I said, please like take a few minutes, like take a minute, finish. Like it doesn't matter to me. And, uh, and so she finished whatever she was doing. I was like, oh, I said, I love this stuff. And like one of the kids was like, 
uh, like you love math. I said, I love math. I said, it's my favorite thing to teach. And, and so one of the other kids was like, oh, well, like, why don't you teach math? And I said, well, I, I did teach math for 15 years. And so, so then, so then another kid was like for 15 years. years. And I said, yeah. And so, so then, (laughs) so then, so then someone says like, oh, like, you know, like, I don't know, like they were just like, surprised that I guess that I'd been, you know, teaching for, for that many years. And, um, and so one kid said, Oh, miss, I, I thought you were in your twenties. And so I I said, I said, who, who said that? I was like, Susanna. And she's like, yeah. And then, so a grade seven student, then a grade eight student says, miss, she's lying. And I died. So funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's she's lying. There's no way she thought you were in your 20s. I'm like, okay, fair. Because fair. no one thought I was in my 20s when I was in my 20s. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, that was the funniest. I have written down here, reset, and then I have time of year and the fatigue of it will pass. I'm not really sure what I was talking about. You see, when I write these little notes, they sound like I think it's all right there, you know, but it's mm. like that. I do know that last week uh, a conversation happened in, I think, after the WW workshop where we were talking about just the just the general sense of fatigue in life fatigue mm. with uh like weight loss efforts fatigue with you know wh- whatever expectations we have of ourselves expectations people have of us and and so i know i i think there was a conversation about i wonder if some of that fatigue is seasonal Yes, that's exactly where it was the time of year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I think, and I think that there is something to that, right? Like I think that in the same way, and I know I said this, you know, a, a week and a half ago or so, you know, in the new year, there's this, you know, in, you know, January 1st, there's this, there's this rush of energy and excitement of the new year, a new start, a new beginning, can try new things, can commit to new things, can set ourselves up for, for different sorts of successes. And then sort of three weeks in, like, isn't, isn't Blue Monday the third Monday in January? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Like like mm. three weeks in, six weeks in, like that that excitement and and energized feeling of the new year has sort of dissipated yeah. and everything is the same, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and you you come to that point where you realize like, oh, I'm at status quo, or like, you know, the just the the novelty of things of the new year has, has, uh, you know, has completely gone, you know, disappeared. Um, Mm -hmm. I think also then you've got a bit of a high slash a bit of exhaustion from the holiday season that is still Mm -hmm. wearing off at that point. But, but there is sort of a dip, right? A dip in motivation. And I see that happen and I feel that happen, uh, in the fall as well, especially like 
and for me especially because I'm in the school system but I think that people outside of the school system experience this too that you know that there is this rush of excitement and newness and uh anxiety about something different and like there is this sense in September that it's it's the new year in September I you know certainly for the new school year I know um that uh, some there are some other religions that have New Year's that happen that that happen in the fall as well. So so I think a lot of people experience the New Year in this time of year, and so you've got that same sort of rush, that same adrenaline, and then a few weeks in, you sort of get to mid October. You know, you sort of you and and then you know and then beginning of November, and it sort of drops off. You also have the time change in a lot of places. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden at four o'clock, it's dark, you know, November in general is um, certainly in Southern Ontario. November is gray, drizzly, flurries, miserable, cold, you know, it it just is sort of a bleh Mm -hmm. kind of a month. And so I do feel like, and, and I think, so number one, there's a bit of a drop off from the excitement of the new school year starting. But then I also think that there is something to be said for November is also like the start of the Christian holiday season, but also the start of the consumer holiday season. Yeah. You know, with, you know, end of year holiday parties and dinners and drinks and gifts and, mm-hmm. you know, like all of that sort Expectations. of Expectations. That all starts now. Yeah. And so I think that there is that anxiety, sometimes mm-hmm. dread, mm-hmm. you know, like that is connected to that. So, so I think November is a real like valley of a month, if you will. So, but... I mean, and, and yeah, but I mean, this is, these are things, honey, that have, for adults, you know, happen all of our, our lives. Like we really, yeah. and we, we know the pattern. So why are we, why are we not smarter about it? Why do we not prepare differently? Like, why do we not put things in place, like strategies to help us through these times because we try to do it all and then we get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and then throw everything away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because you're right. I, even if you don't have, uh, if you're not in the school system, at the end of summer is the end of August and, and September. It, there's always, like, because it's this new school year, the and it's the end of most people when they take off their summer vacation time. Mm-hmm. That there's everything changes. The traffic flow changes. Often um, activities restart again. Yeah. Like um, and and hours change for some uh, businesses. Like mm-hmm. everything kind of there is a shift, and mm-hmm. so we mentally dread that time because we know it's the also the end of the best sort of time of the year for weather Mm -hmm. and for it's just more relaxed time we associate with a bunch of different things Mm -hmm. so I guess that's that's the thing is that instead of 
allowing ourselves to get caught up in it and then or dreading it is to, you know, turn it around and be like, what do I need to do to make this transition easier? Like, what can I do to help myself? What are the things? Because each of us handles it differently. Each of us is affected differently by it. Mm-hmm. And there are things that we can do to mm-hmm. to help with that. I mean, you know, the, the one is like the being proactive to, to say, okay, well, yeah, this changes. So now it's going to take me longer to get to work. So I already have to start setting myself up for... What is that going to look like? I have to get up earlier. I need to make my lunch. You know, I have kids going to school. They need to get a bus, whatever, or, you know, all of these things. But we don't. We, we, because we go to the long weekend in September and then we just like lose traction on everything because we're still scrambling around trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. You know, then we get to, then we get to um, Thanksgiving and just like you said, and then November comes and we're just like, ugh. You know, (laughs) and then all of those holiday things start. And so the work that we did for 10 months of the year often, as far as like, you know, being healthier and, and maybe achieving weight loss or moving towards our weight loss goals. And then those get shelved because it's too much. And we're like, okay, I'm just going to like do whatever I have to do and get through till January. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do you think that some of it is that we forget like, even though it happens year in and year out, like, do you think that some of it is that we just forget? Because I just think about other things that I know happen every year, and yet I always forget exactly how it is yeah, and how it feels, sure. you know? Like, like I know that the month of September is so unbelievably exhausting at school, and, and I always, and every year, I kid you not, every year my colleague and I say like, is it, was it this exhausting last year? You know, like, and, and we all, like one of us will say like, yes, it is. Like, like we, like, because every September we say to each other, like, we have to remember that this is how it is, you know, like, mm-hmm. because every year it feels completely overwhelming, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I think that, I think there is something, maybe there's something to it that way. Like, because I agree with you, you know, when, when you know that every year this is going to happen, every year there's going to be this holiday, every mm-hmm. year I'm going to have this celebration, every year there's going to be this kind of stress or this kind of pressure. And yet when it comes, every time it comes I'm like oh my goodness like how am I going to do this what am I going to do how like this feels awful I'm so you know whatever like and Mm -hmm. and like and so I agree with you like why don't we just put the strategies in place ahead of time so that it's not a surprise so that it's not so stressful so that it doesn't catch us off like catch us off guard and yet it always does yeah maybe it's maybe it's because we're always just caught up in it and just trying to get through it Mm -hmm. and never take the time after to look back Mm -hmm. to say because we forget because then another year passes correct right correct so i mean we're we're talking about things that are you know that repeat all every year Mm -hmm. but we could also talk about just like ww fatigue Right. Which, which is different because it's, mm-hmm. everyone starts at a different period of time. And then there's different things going on and how many weeks you're into things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 
I mean, I, I think a lot about this because we get into the habit of, of eating the same things and then feel fatigued by it because you just are sick of the monotony of certain things. Mm -hmm. But there's also, we don't want to change it because we are also, we've done all the legwork on it mm -hmm. already, right? So we know what we know. And even though it's not making us 100% happy, we'd rather just have that than maybe to spend any extra time looking for something different. Yeah. So, I mean, you, I think you and I are pretty good at trying new recipes, always being open to new things and trying new things. I mean, we, we have our basic things, mm -hmm. but I mean, even if we talk about the level of activity that we do, that's, you know, it, it goes, it ebbs and flows, right? For sure. I mean, things have changed and, and then you realize like, how did I do that before? Like, how yeah. was I getting all of this done? That's and now the, the I can't amount, get my act together. Yeah. The amount of activity and the type of activity yeah. shifts. Yeah. For sure. I, and, but I mean, that's all, a, that's all a part of it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think it's important too, to recognize that it can't always be the same. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I think that that's just, you know, I think that there's a fine line between being fatigued because I don't want to do anything differently than I'm already doing and feeling like this isn't working. This does not work for me anymore, mm. which we've both experienced where we felt yeah. like this is not working for me anymore. Mm hmm. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm still trying to do the same thing all the time and I'm not getting the same result. And now I'm just pissed off at that. Yeah. Instead of making an adjustment or a change or mm -hmm. seeing, you know, doing something differently. Mm -hmm. The thing that's tricky about when you're feeling fatigued with something because, and I think like that to, to feel when I think about being like, when I think about WW fatigue, I think that it's two things. I think that it's boredom mm -hmm. because I'm doing the exact same thing day in and day out. I'm eating the exact same thing day in and day out. I'm, I'm moving my body in the exact same way day in and day out. And so I'm bored. And I think it's also exhaustion. Mm. Right. I think fatigue includes both of those pieces, right? I'm, yeah. I'm bored, but I'm also exhausted. I'm doing as much as I possibly can, mm -hmm. maybe more than I actually can. Mm -hmm. And I can't see another way. Mm -hmm. And so what is the way to break out of that fatigue? I think, I think we typically think the way to break out of this fatigue is to change it up. But if I'm already feeling exhausted, the idea of changing is un, like uh, unbelievable. It's unsurmountable. Like, like if when, when I'm feeling like I am at my max and I am doing all of the things that I could possibly do, and then you're saying to me, change something up. It's like, it's almost like my brain is like, can't cannot compute that cannot do that you know like and, and i'm just yeah trying to s not really play devil's advocate but trying to understand more fully why is it that when i'm really feeling fatigued 
with what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Can I not just change it up? But I think that's why. But but the other thing is, is that what does change it up mean to you? Does change it up mean, well, things aren't working right now for me, so I need to do more? Because that's often what we do think. Yeah. Is that I need to restrict more or exert more mm -hmm. when really change could just be letting go of a couple of things. Yeah. To move yeah. yourself forward. Mm-hmm. And letting something go could be letting something go so you have an extra 30 minutes or 15 minutes in your day, mm -hmm. which can be amazing, depending on the time of day. Like, if you think of it's 15 minutes in the morning, if that's sleep, if that's just being a little, you know, a little bit more chill and not yeah. running around like a crazy person, you know, if it's organizing yourself at night for the morning... I mean, it could be, there's a lot of different things, but I think that that's part of it is that the, the, we think that if we, to, if we've got to change something up, then it has to be that we have to do more, more. Than what we're doing. and I don't have the capacity to even do anything more, Yeah. but, yeah. but almost like we need someone to give us, grant us permission to say, let something go. We've also been conditioned to believe that if you're going to tell me that I should be eating, you know, a higher, like adding more healthy fats in, because mm -hmm. those are a lot more points. Like, I think that, that is a real issue. Yeah. And, and you and I have seen this with changing eating patterns and eating things that we would never have eaten before, like nuts, mm -hmm. just as an example, or for me, mm -hmm. avocado, because I'm like, what this is that many mm -hmm. points? No, I'd mm -hmm. rather have like two two-point muffins yeah so the nutritional value and what my body is getting and what it's going to make me feel like you it's just we're still all about volume mm -hmm. you know so, mm -hmm. so I, I mean it's how that happens I, I you know I don't know I mean for each of us I think we come to a point when it's just we're holding something together for just too long and then we just have to be like okay this isn't, this is not right. This is not yeah. working. Yeah. This is, this is my hope for, you know, when the, um, uh, when the next version of the plan of, for WW comes out for people is that they look at it with an open mind. I agree. So I like, I like the advice that if you're feeling fatigued, the and you're feeling like there needs to be something that changes or something that shifts it doesn't have to be more it doesn't have to be that you add something it doesn't have to be that you lengthen something it doesn't have to be that you make something more restrictive it doesn't have you know it doesn't have to be the more in fact it likely should be less yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah it's a good message for myself <laughs> all right sandy what a great chat today thank you so much for your time and your uh and your in your great ideas and and thought-provoking uh questions today yeah well then thank you and um you know i'm glad that uh hopefully tim can you know feel better now that the the retraction is out there the the, the banana book mystery is solved <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> I think it's like it's on my hold list right now. So 
I think that, well, eventually you'll get to see it too. I, you'll, I will. I will. You'll, you'll I will. get to have the banana book on your shelf. <laughs> Yay! Oh, all right. Well, thanks for the chat, Henny. Um, and for everyone who's listening, thank you for continuing to listen. And uh, we will uh, we'll chat again with you soon. Sounds great. Okay. Bye, friends. Bye.